Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Amen to that. Well, good evening. It's been a while since I've been up here. I'm a little nervous, but I just want to say, brother, you did a great job up up here. You see, I'm nervous right now. (laughs) So this summer, I had the opportunity to attend a lot of camps. I, I traveled three states. I went to Arkansas, Alabama, and then I stayed in Tennessee for the most part. But one of those camps was Heritage University, uh, t- sorry, Titus Camp at Heritage University. See, I'm wearing the shirt right now. Uh, Titus stands for Teens in Training for Useful Service. And that's what we ought to be for God. Uh, at the end of camp, oh, sorry, there, Dairo, Fabian, and my cousin Austin and I, we spent eight days studying and preparing our sermons. At the end of camp on Sunday, we were all spread out over eight congregations to go give our lessons. Uh, The one that I spoke at was East Colbert Church of Christ over in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. My favorite part of the camp was definitely the classes and the teachers. It was a camp where we spent as much time with our counselors and our teachers as we did with our friends. We were given a choice between five different psalms. That was the theme for that week. And the one that I chose was Psalm chapter 22. Now, Psalm chapter 22 is also referenced as the song of the cross. And that's what we're going to be exploring. So if you want to go ahead and open in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 22, that would be good. You can also go ahead and mark Matthew chapter 27, verses... 36 through 30, 35 through 46. So we'll be cross-referencing there. But right now, we're going to go to Psalm 22, and we're going to read it. So starting in verse 1, it reads, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, I am not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you, and were delivered. They trusted in you, and were not ashamed. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. 
Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and warring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. There are a couple of reasons that David could have written this song. Psalm. After all, once Saul's crown was taken from him and he became enraged at David, his life just turned upside down. He might have written this because, well, he was being chased by Saul, or maybe it's because he left Jonathan, his best friend. Or maybe it's later when he commits adultery with Bathsheba. Whatever the case was for him, he was deeply distressed when he wrote it. Now, let's look back at Psalm 22 and read a few verses that actually highlight this stress. So in verse 1, David cries out to God. This verse isn't just him saying it. It's actually a genuine cry for help. You know, it asks where's God, where, where God is and why isn't he helping him. Verse 2, it talks about crying out to God in the day and night, never ceasing. But what's a common theme throughout this psalm is where David kind of changes his mood a lot. He goes from being happy to being sad and then happy to scared. In verses 3 through 5, that's where he changes his mood. 
We go from being in sorrow and anguish to, being, to having joy and having comfort in the Lord. But then in 6 through 8, he goes back to being sorrowful. He calls himself a worm and not a man. He talks about his enemies ridiculing him and making fun of him as we see in verse 8. He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And it is then in verse 9 through 11, we see how he talks about God being his creator. But even then, after he talks about that, he's still afraid. Then a couple verses later, he begins to praise God profusely. You know, verses 19 through 31, that's, what I, that's what's called the praise section. David says these things about God, such as, I will declare your name to my brethren. And then also, in the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. He also says things like, you who fear the Lord, praise him. David, in these passages, he's found hope. Just like we read in, in like you read in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, we have one hope. But in this case for David, he found hope in God. Now let's talk about a person who, who he suffered a lot on this earth. Jesus, one of David's descendants, as we know, he came, he died for us, and he suffered greatly. Let's go ahead and turn over to Matthew chapter 27, verses 35 through 46, which many of you might know is the account of the crucifixion. Matthew chapter 27, verses 35 through 46. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there. And they put up over his head this accusation, which is written against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, he said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. He, if he is the king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he, for he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour... There was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I didn't mention it in the beginning, but Psalm 22 serves a second purpose. It's not only poetry, which is most of the Psalms, but it's also prophecy. 
you've, as we read this, I'm sure you all, you all saw what was happening. The, fu- the fulfillment of Psalm 22. But let's go ahead and look at it again and just highlight where it's at. So, now the first verse of Psalm 22 is the same cry that Jesus made on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Which translated says, my God, my God, why has you forsaken me? You know, it's an interesting point that Kirk actually brought up at, while we were in class. He says, now this is just a personal belief of his, but he thinks, you know, the Pharisees and the scribes, they were well proficient in the word. They knew what the word said. So Kirk actually brought out the point, what if he quoted that psalm because they knew what it meant? Words have a lot of power after all. There's still a bit more. So in verses 7 through 8 of Psalm 22, it says, All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. They ridicule him kind of the same way in Matthew chapter 27, verses 39 through 40. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy it, the temple, in three, and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. But back in verse 16 through 18, we can see how they, not quite, but almost how they treated him. We see how he was crucified, how they cast lots, and divided his garments, as it says in verse 35 in the last part, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Not only was this psalm for David and his pain that he was going throughout time, but it was also about Jesus and the prophesied pain that he went through. So before I close... I want to talk about ourselves and what we go through. You know, as humans, we go through a lot on this earth. You know, we go through, we have pain, we have, we have to deal with death, and most of all, the struggle of sin. I know for me personally, and probably a lot of us in here, you know, COVID and then a bunch of death after that. I know yesterday we went to my grandmother's grave to just check up, put some flowers there. And, you know, it kind of actually, it made the reality set in. It made me think about Psalm 22 a bit more in Matthew 27. Because Jesus went through a pain that was even greater than what I was going through. You know, we might, sometimes we might yell. We might shake our fists at the sky and say, God, why did you let this happen to me? Or maybe the worst things have happened to us. And we say, God, where are you? We might feel alone. Just like David and Jesus, we might feel like God has abandoned us. But the reality is, God never left us. God actually saved us when he sent his son. As I said earlier, Jesus came down to die for us. A people who did not even believe that he was the one sent by God. Jesus became our hope. Jesus is our hope. So as I end this evening, let me end this with a question. 
Who is your hope? As for me, my answer is Jesus. If you have any need this evening, whether it's prayers for something that's going on in your life or the need to be baptized and to change your life for the better, whatever it may be, please come forward as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.